Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm, I got Sean over here with me. Yes, I'm still here. He's yeah. still here. And uh, this episode, we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of these twenty artifacts that are shrouded in secrecy, uh, that are supposedly stashed at the Vatican, of all uh, of all creepy and secret places to be. Um, this is the place of all time. You know, the Vatican's crazy because they hold so much power. <laughs> religious and just power and strength of, of numbers and such. They've been... world. Yeah, they've been held up. In religious power. Well, I... I no, that's not true. They, uh, <laughs> they, they've been held up. They, they've always been a force because of the religious aspect. You know, they've always been a big contender in the fight of everything because, you know, people feel like that, that's God. You know, like, if they, they need to have God on their side so the you know, they, the Catholic Church, the Vatican have been involved with a lot of crazy things, anything from genocide to, you know, global pedophilia, um, and they're just, they're, they're allowed to get away with whatever because they're like, they're one of the elite, they're like the elite in their own way. So uh, we're going to tap into this top 20 list that we came across that was very interesting. We'll have to give credit to uh, historicalpost.com. We're going to kind of use them as a springboard a little bit with um, go from their list. And then we're, you know, we'll, we'll give a little brief description of, you know, the artifact that they, they're up, they have up for debate. And we'll chat a little bit about our opinion on such artifact and if it would be in there or if it's a reality in general. And uh, we'll keep it going, you know. So. Without uh, further ado... I'll Let's see where this fucking thing takes us. Exactly. I'll, um, I'll give... They got a little brief description here before it starts up. Uh, despite all the Catholic Church has revealed over the centuries, it still holds some secrets. In fact, there may be a few stunning ones hidden in the Church's Vatican City-based archives. Religious relics are rumored to be among this incredible stockpile, along with historical documents that highlight turning points in the timeline of mankind. 
And here are just 20 of the pieces allegedly to have been stashed away, perhaps for good reason. Um, and, like, in all honesty, there there are some things on this list that, like, if there's any, like, bit of truth to them, it's, like, head-turning shit. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree completely. There's a lot of... Um, Chill, uh, the bone, uh, the, 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 the dirty underwear of little children was not mentioned in the list, but uh, no, I'm sure that, but, that... Yeah, it's, it's not in the list because they're not keeping that in that vault. It's just all around. They keep that in there. That's in their, uh, their, uh, their underwear yep. drawer so they can smell yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's under their fucking pillows. They can smell it in the morning. So first off, we have number 20, uh, the letter that started the Protestant reformation, um, Theology professor Martin Luther, not to be confused with Martin Luther King, did not agree with the way in the, uh, which the Catholic Church promised its followers that they would ascend to heaven. Back in the 16th century, you see, Catholics were told to purchase uh, plenary indulgences in order to reduce the punishment that they and their loved ones would receive for their sins. And, and in 1517... Luther duly penned a 1995 thesis, uh, this disputation of everything that the church had in his eyes wrongly presented to the disciples. So Luther was kind of like a, um, you know, a whistleblower of his time, which is interesting, and he's going against the Mac Daddy. There's a little more here that uh, by sharing the 95 thesis, uh, then Luther had inadvertently begun the Protestant Revolution. Although he still considered himself a member of the Catholic Church, yet in the letter that is now uh, encapsulated within the Vatican vaults, the then Pope Leo X responded to the German complaints with excommunication. Uh, this move, in turn, opened up Luther to start his own religion. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, he, and, Luther, and there you go, and that's how religions born. And that's how religions are born from just a slight uh, opinion, varying opinion. You know, I'd say yeah, I'd say he was definitely whistleblower material in the situation. You know, oh. you know, what do you think, Chug? Absolutely. I mean, the guy just started calling out shit. Like, why are these people paying for all the sins? You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's uh, if you got to pay what, what what does he say retribution or something mm-hmm. oh uh, plenary uh, indulgences in order to reduce punishment the fuck is that you know they always say you know sins are are are, are the biggest value that the church has is the fact that people sin you know it goes all the way back where I've heard theories of people uh, you know how the church the way they would corrupt how they got so much power. Is because they had the God thing going, and what you come in and you you go to um, confession. Now, what they do is now you would have everybody in in your area coming to you, telling you their darkest secrets. So they they now hold power over you because mm-hmm. they know the deal. And I recently heard something crazy about the children's aspect of it is that when the kids would go in there and tell them about their stories of you know home life and how things were, that was a way that the priesthood would prey on the kids because through that, through the confession, they'd find out who who was really, you know, 
damaged, if you will, or who whose parents which, di- didn't mess. Which you kids know. were off? Which kids weren't right? Yeah, but, you know what I mean. Which kids were easy to get into? You know, which kids' parents wouldn't question things? Which kids' parents aren't around? You know what I mean? Stuff that they could kind of easily put their claws in there, which yeah. is uh, very. You know the church. The Catholic Church is a weird thing. Uh, it's so weird. They're they're like they're devils in their own right. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You know it wouldn't. It, it's it's just a battle of a battle of power, man. And like they they use that God thing, but they're like so. You know they're corrupted. They've been corrupted for so long. So people don't understand about religion is like even if religion sparked off from an incredibly positive beautiful place humanity even in the bible you're not supposed to trust man like man's man's sins they're faulty they're not perfect like and they do all the they 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 get into these weird things like pedophilia and corruption and shit and they just think that they can you know ask for forgiveness and be forgiven for whatever you know sin they did but i don't even think they ask for forgiveness i think that they have such an ego god complex that they feel like they're gods themselves that don't have to answer to a god. So I feel like the the whole corruption, like the church in itself is like a gigantic negative, you know, especially the Catholic, the Vatican is like, I can only imagine the, the I don't expect there to be an, a holy failing in that place where you would assume you would go there and almost feel this positive vibe. I feel like it has a very not so positive kind of creepy vibe to the whole thing. Yeah, and then you got other people that would walk in there and just be like, "Oh my god, this is the holiest place I've ever seen." Yeah, those are like the more delusional people. Those are like the people that um probably would show up at these churches with the pastors with COVID-19 flowing out of their pores saying, yeah. "It's okay to come because we're we're practicing religion." So uh, God won't let God won't let you you get sick, and even in, <laughs> even in the Bible, the Bible it says you know have faith, but don't be stupid. You know what I mean? Don't just blindly walk into a problem thinking that you're going to be protected or saved because you have faith. Um, it says use your you know use your better judgment. Which is, I like to think of it like you know you know like God there he he wouldn't let you fall ill to uh, like natural. Um, diseases and stuff like that. Yeah. Fucking the COVID's fucking man-made. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with people, you on that. People of religion are overlooking certain things. <laughs> That's the thing. They they well, religious people are very delusional. So like, they don't think that their government would hurt them. They don't think that they would be used as poker chips for a bigger scheme. And um, yeah. unfortunately, they are. And th- that's why. You know, they're the same. There's an expression about like. There's a line, not expression, but there's a line in Creep Show, the horror movie, where the guy's talking about how his his co like the people that work for him, how they, a guy kills himself, and he's like, I only killed the ones that were stupid, the ones that came over, lifted up their neck, and let me cut their throat, and that's what I feel like the government. That's a good like description of the government is like, don't trust even religion, don't trust what they're feeding you, do your own research. That's what this whole show's <laughs> the whole show's about. Just don't trust anything. Don't trust us. Don't trust religion. Don't trust politics. You know, take take little <laughs> seeds, plant them and you know, research yourself and figure out 
what you think truth is. You know, that, that's that's the whole deal with what we're doing here. But um, yeah, that p- politics and religion have got to be the most biggest balls of negative energy roaming around this universe, man. Fully agreed. Yeah. Fully fucking agreed. So next up, we got number nineteen. Do you want to crack into that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, number nineteen is a potential link between Pope Pius the Twelfth and the Nazi Party. Ooh, nice. <clears throat> like, like, like we were talking about before. Like, just even like this littlest trickle of truth to any of the, like they have to be in there for a reason. Somebody had to have seen something at some point mm-hmm. that would get like some sort of rectification about why this would be in a Vatican vault. So, you know, here we go, back to the Catholics. Mm-hmm. And now they might yeah. have ties to the Nazi party. Well, I'm, I'm going to read the excerpt right here. Okay. Brown University, uh, University historian David Kurtzer had, uh, had the chance to explore the Vatican vaults, and while doing so, was able to confirm some of the information contained within the Catholic Church's storage center based on what uh, Kurtzer read. In fact, he could corrupt... Uh, Corroborate the claim that Pius the Eleventh had asked Italian dictator Benito Mussolini to protect Catholic interests in the country. In exchange, the Pope had promised to turn a blind eye to the Mussolini state-led anti-Semitic campaigns. Holy fuck! It makes sense. It's kind of like a, it's you. You watch my back. I watch your back. Situation. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I think it goes back to that that God thing where you got these evil people doing evil things, but they say, "Well, if the church says it's okay, or they turn a blind eye to it, it can't be really that bad." You know? It's just like, oh my god, like just allowing shit like that to happen. Like, what type of monster would allow this? Greed and power, you know, and, uh, the Catholic Church, I wonder how the Catholics kind of feel about the Jewish people, because in the Bible, you know, everybody knows the Jewish people's, Jesus was a Jew, but the Jewish people betrayed him and killed him, that's just, that's in this, that's the story, you know what I mean, so they probably, uh, the Catholics probably, uh, you know, behind closed doors have a very low opinion of the Jewish people. Of course, the same, uh, not the same beliefs, I, mean, I always, it, they're going to have very low opinions of them just because they're not following what they're doing. Yeah, well, that's the big thing. The, the The Catholic Church is a big club that if you don't, you know, blindly follow what they tell you to do, you're you're a bad person. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm just going to finish reading. Okay. The, uh, uh, Pope Pius the Twelfth then took over from his predecessor, the uh, Pope Pius the Eleventh, in 1939, and it's and it's possible that he may have had links to the Nazis. Mm. In Indeed, it's rumored that the head of the Catholic Church had supported Hitler in similar manner to the way in which Pius XI had vouched for Mussolini. Uh, Kurtzer also wondered if uh, the Vatican vaults had hidden away evidence in order to preserve the image of religious institutions. So, bam, you fucking pretty much called it on that one. Yeah. I wonder, like, what would be in there, though. I wonder what the actual items would be. I'm sure there'd be letters and stuff. Um, it's like honestly, it's going to be ripped straight from South Park, and it's going to be like <laughs> the head of the Catholic Church is a humongous spider. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Evidence, maybe some type of evidence, maybe like the paperwork, because when they went in there and they shut down the Nazis, a lot of them fled, 
and I'm sure all their before they fled, all their paperwork and everything was probably burnt and all that, or sent away. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was just uh, research papers and because there was like Dr. Mangala or whatever from the from the Nazis that was doing all types of crazy tests on the Jewish people, where he was like putting their like he was like mixing cells and he was like like sewing Siamese twins together and like all type of weird or maybe Siamese twins are already together I don't know how that is but I know that he was taking twins, twi- twins or whatever yeah he was like taking twins and he, he he was like fucking attaching them and he was like putting them through their mind body and soul through like the ringer and seeing how much you know the kids and shit seeing how much the body and mind can take before it breaks like there was a lot of crazy research and you know, they say NASA, the space program, was created by the Nazis, you know what I mean? So there's probably, not that I don't think there was any good that came from the Nazi thing, but there's probably a lot of research and info that wasn't destroyed that probably, you know, would, would, have, yeah, yeah, would have ended up in something like the vault. Because, the, you know, <laughs> the Vatican vault is... Um, if you go against the Vatican, you're going against God. So, like, if they tell you not to go in and not to research, you're not going to do it or you're going to be, you know, exiled or discommunicated or probably maybe even killed. I would not be surprised if the Catholic Church had their... I believe they even do have hit groups that if you really become a thorn in their side, they make you take the big sleep, you know what I mean? They go. They send you to see the big guy. They say, you're going you're to... You report got, straight to the boss. you got to go right to the big guy to talk to this one. I would not doubt that at all. It's true. Yeah. Go to the big... I, I fucking... I don't doubt it. Like, there's video games based on fucking assassins following uh, religious factors. Isn't that the Assassin's Creed game, what, that, what that's about? Or is it... Yeah, that's 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 the one I'm referencing. Yeah. Yeah, I never got into that game, but I I I wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah, it, might, yeah. it makes sense. You know what I mean? I mean, the game made sure that it's all based on fiction, but you know they're reading some fucking shit about religious shit somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and if they, if he's talking about um, them asking uh, Mussolini to protect the Catholic Church interest, I'm sure that there was Nazis on guard or. Within the within the Vatican, that were people that would uh, by protect me and shut people up, as well as you know just be bodyguard type stuff, walking around with them, making sure nothing will happen. You've seen yeah. you've seen the Pope Mobile, right? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. That was that that was probably Nazi created. You know what I mean? We'll put them on display, but they'll be completely bulletproof. There you go. It if was it, intended for Hitler, absolutely. I agree. If the, if he was such a nice guy, why would they need to protect him yeah. from getting shot? All right, next up, number 18, the Papal Bull of, that split North America between Portugal and Spain. When Christopher Columbus pitched his journey around the world, King John II of Portugal didn't think that they had calculated his routine properly. Nevertheless, the explorer, uh, buoyed by support from Spain's Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand, uh, made it to new, uh, the New World and back. And following that successful trip, John II sprung once more into action. In particular, the monarch said that Columbus had violated a treaty 
He also claimed that Portugal was entitled to some of the land that the adventurer had discovered. Making matters even more difficult, Spain also laid claim to the portion of Columbus's findings. In order to solve what would uh, what could have become a major conflict then, Pope Alexander VI stepped in by putting out a papal bull, a decree issued by the Catholic Church's highest-ranking member, and through the order, the Pope neatly divided up the discovered land between European countries. So the crazy part of that is, I feel... Um, the Catholic Church were in bed with, um, you know, the wrong folks again. And uh, with, with, even though Columbus wasn't a really good dude, he was a bad guy in his own right, I feel like he probably got the short end of the stick on this deal where uh, the Portugal dude was just kind of jealous that he didn't have his hand in the pie. Very political type stuff. Yeah. And um, instead, you know, Columbus must not have sent enough birthday uh, and Christmas cards to the Vatican because when the beef broke out, they took the other dude's side and said, hey, we're going to split this up. And again, what's Columbus going to do? Fight with God? Yeah, he's going to fucking lick the stand on. Exactly. So, yeah, they split it up. Um, and I'm sure if, by divvying up uh, those European countries, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the Vatican got a little, uh, little gold or some jewels or some children for that one. Um, I'm sure they got the hookup on that. Opinion? Without, without a doubt. Yeah. They definitely got a ship full of slaves back for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Very, um, very political. I, I don't think people understand or even kind of think about... I think they kind of try and... That whole don't divide politics and government type thing, which obviously isn't real. It's just no, a, it's just a saying. Yeah, just a saying. It's the same... They're all they're all uh, they're all heads on the same seven headed dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, that's definitely a that was a situation of uh of politi- political political. Literally, it came down to the church that fucking divided up the land for everything that was found. Mm-hmm. It didn't, didn't come down to the fucking people who found it. Came to the Catholic Church's highest ranking members. That's fucked up. They probably were afraid that Columbus was going to start his own little world, so to speak, if he owned all this property. Like, if you own, if you own all this property, you can realistically go and create Columbusville. You know what I mean? And like, that's your place, and you you oversee this, and then you got to worry about okay, if this place is big enough with enough people, we might have to battle them someday. They might try and overtake the Vatican. They might try and overtake some of these other European countries. Um, and then, you know, it was almost like putting their thumb out on a problem before it became a problem. All right, number 17. I get this one. This All one's right. on me. All right, boss. All right, 17. Evidence of the, a predicted apocalypse. Uh, all right, right above it, there's a picture of, like, three young girls. Looks like, I don't know, would you say Italian, maybe? I'd say Italian, or maybe some Jewish in there, or some yeah. sp- Spaniard. Uh, Portugal, I think, there is where they're from. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Okay, I'll, we'll go with that one. Very raggedy, closed, old children, black and white picture. The one yeah. on the, the far left girls. looks horrifying. The one on the far left looks like the one that will come to you in your dreams. Come to me, man. She's been there. Fucking pounded me in the face. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I like the in, hair. 
I like that here. What happened? What happened? I'm going to go. In 1917, three young cousins who worked as shepherds in Portugal claimed to have met the Virgin Mary on their countryside jaunts. And while the legend has it, Mary entrusted the trio with three secrets. One of the clan, Lucia Santos, ultimately revealed only two of these apparent messages in 1941. The third, she said, wasn't ready to be shared. And then in 1943, a bishop demanded that Santos write down the last tidbit, and while the woman complied with this order, she nevertheless implored the church not to open the envelope in which she had sealed her words until 1960. Naturally, rumors had swirled ever since that, ever since as to what the third secret would be. Some say, for instance, that it could have something to do with the nuclear holocaust and ending natural disasters. Others, meanwhile, believe Santos scribbled the containment of the Vatican World for real details about. Uh, pending apocalypse. That's a crazy. So, yeah. if they don't, uh, the, the, this article kind of throws me because they don't say what the other two um, were. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they already had told us about the two apocalypse. They don't say what they were. So, I can't really go, but, like, you got to dig a little deeper into it. The, um, yeah, I, 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 I've. There, I've heard this story. Uh, there's also like the 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 Fatima. Uh, Fatima has something to do with this too. Like the three, the three stories of Fatima, something like that. Where um, I think that has the same type of story to it. But yeah, I, I believe that the other, the first two things actually were things that came about. It was kind of Nostradamusy, where like it was loosely, um, like it, you could definitely tie things into it. I think it was about leaders coming up and leaders falling and the falling of nations and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Th- things that always happen, you know. Nostradamus predicted the falling of the two towers. Yeah. And we're not just talking Lord of the Rings. Nah. The... Nah, bro. <laughs> um, I don't, be- I don't, first of all, I don't believe that they waited, uh, they waited to read it or uh, whatever the whole deal was. She told them that they didn't want him to open up the seal um, until 1960, you know, I, I, they probably opened it up and killed her. But it'd be interesting. I'm sure it's either it's it had to have been, it had to have been something really bad, of course. Um, apocalypse, interesting. It's it goes into the whole thing where like if they knew. Oh, they know. They're just not saying anything. They're, they're laughing at everybody. But if they knew, if they knew the actual day the world was going to end. I don't think, I mean, I don't think they would ever release that. You know what I mean? Just out of craziness, the people going nuts. Um, They would sit in that information until they would be able to capitalize and, you know, get the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, Yeah, I would like to know what the uh, the first two were exactly. Um, But, yeah, I mean, in this they say that it could be, you know, evidence of a predicted apocalypse, but... Depends. What, what, if, what if she just like wrote down like I burnt list. on this paper? Yeah. <laughs> like, a, you guys are fucked. A Christmas <laughs> They're just list. keeping that down there. Sit on that one. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't quite. Uh, I don't quite know. I mean, back in the day, you know, apocalypse could mean a different thing. It could have been a plague that was coming around. You know, where a bunch of people died. It could. It could have kind of meant a lot of things. But yeah, it could have been nothing. 
Um, yeah, but uh, dig this, right? Yeah. So these three, so these three cousins say they, uh, what was it? They ran into the Virgin Mary yeah. on their countryside Johnson. Mary yeah. get, gave them these secrets. So what now? These three girls are living their lives as prophets. Supposedly, that's what it would be. Yeah, you think it might be the whole thing could be a, a lie on their part? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's very possible too. You want, you know, they 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 want to be important type deal, you know. Yeah, not even that. Like the parents could have and forced it into them. Like you are going to be religious figures. You're going to see a woman one day. All that stuff. You never know. That's true. And they would have been treated well. It's not like yeah. they, you know they would. They would have. Hey, you guys are going to die. I can tell you when. Give me money. Exalted. They would have been exalted. The townspeople would have given them all the grains and sheep wool that they wanted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. That one's an interesting one because it could be. Um, and yeah, like if it was, you ever heard the story? Uh, there's a seal. There's some type of seal. Um, and, and, and I don't know if it's the Vatican or where it's at, but supposedly it's supposed to hold the date. I've always heard about this. I got to research more, but it holds the date of the end of the world in it. And. Like, words from God was, like, not to open it. And there's certain people that have opened it and they dropped over and died. You're talking, like, like the Ark of the Covenant? Like, the Ark of the... That could be it. The Ark of the Covenant could be it. And, um... But, like, they have... Isn't the Ark of the Covenant, like, missing? Oh, yeah. Supposedly, it was broken down. Yeah. At first, because it was supposed to be completely made of gold. Mm. So nobody's gonna... Clearly, by the Ark of the Covenant in one piece. <laughs> I, heard, I heard. So I heard. Little Wayne's walking around with the Ark of the Covenant around his neck. Yeah, probably. And Kim Kardashian got it grinded up into nail polish for for hands for a, spe- a special day when her when her kid was born or something. Um, he'll be born to fucking point point north. That's it. Yeah, That's there you go. Boy, useless. <laughs> It's interesting. I wonder where Kanye fits in all this religious that he'll be the Pope one day. Fucking guy's too busy seeing music. That's true. Like I said, all the good ones see music. This is the fucking dumbest thing I've heard. <laughs> okay. All right, now, okay. I don't like him. I don't think anybody likes him. I don't think Kim Kardashian even likes him. I think she just kind of... She did it for the publicity, and they probably don't even see each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got a this guy, he's got a prenup. Like, if they fucking end up leaving, he'll take everything. <laughs> She'll be fucked. That's why she's sticking around. Yeah. I think she'd probably have him wiped out. If it became, if it came, if she thought she was going to lose everything to him, I should have Kanye killed. Kanye is one of those weird artist people that, like, if Kanye, if they found Kanye hanging from a belt like they did, like, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington and Robin Williams. Like, people wouldn't even question it. They'd be like, he's just so weird that it finally caught up with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I wouldn't even care. <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't. It's weird, though. There, there's a, there's a whole, there is a big group of people that really love him. Part of those delusional people that, like, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian, they're all over the TMZ talking about how, you know, they can't do no wrong. There's a uh, there's an eight bit game out there. It's called Ascension. Yeah. And uh, literally, you play as Kanye West, and all you have to do is try and get to heaven. Ah. 
That's the plot of the game, or just like a secret app thing? It's like a secret to a game. I was going to say. Because you got to get, like, the game's, it's literally like an old pixel game. Yeah. It's all pixelated, it looks like old school Mario. Mm -hmm. And, like, you start off on a board, and then you go to a terminal, and you got to hit, like, a number. And once you hit the number, it says, like, you have ascended, and it just shows a picture of Kanye West going to heaven. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big joke. It's kind of funny. (sighs) Yeah, Kanye is a weird, weird, weird. Uh, I don't think's weird. He is. He's starting to die out, though. Luckily, you hear less and less and less about him. Not in my fucking house. As for you, your wife's a big fan of Kim. So, well, what, if they ever get divorced, you, you will never hear about him again because she'll be on. She'll hate him, hate his guts for for breaking Kim Kardashian's heart. <laughs> All right, number sixteen. King Henry, oh. huh? Sorry, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> King Henry VIII's annulment request from his first marriage. While still married to Catherine of Aragon, King Henry VIII of England had a long-standing extramarital relationship with Mary Bolin, who supposedly birthed two of his children. In time, though, the ruler became ennormed uh, normored with Mary's sister, Anne. And as Anne refused to engage in an illicit affair with Henry, he somehow had to come up with a way to end his marriage so that he could have the object of his affection. So Henry's solution was to send a petition signed by 85 clergymen from his country, which that's probably no hard feat to get when you're the king, um, to Pope Clement uh, Seventh. This document... It implored with Catholic leader to annul the king's marriage, although the religious leader ultimately wasn't swayed. Yet while the Pope may have denied the request, he apparently held on to the letter, as it all sits in the Vatican vaults today. Yeah, those religious groups look down on divorce, so like I could definitely see, you know, um, King Henry was a scumbag. Yeah, people definitely got murdered over this. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) people were definitely snuffed out. Um... Definitely a big deal back in those days. This was the equivalent to the prenup back in the day, I think. Um, yeah. Where it's like, and he's like, I, I want to leave my wife, but I don't want to be, I don't want to look like a bad guy because I'm leaving her for a sister. So I don't want my, 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 my fellowship and my people, my, my country people to look at me differently. Uh, this ego right there. So the ego of that made him go to the church to supposedly, you know, make a loophole on every on, on one of the things they say you're not supposed to do, which it's interesting when it says that they don't know if, if, if the Pope did it, um, or if, if he denied the request, um, well, they may have denied the request. I doubt that he denied the request. I'm sure he went along with the plan because it's that elite group and they, yeah. they, they help each other out. Um, which this is kind of PG version because realistically you'd think this is like lightweight stuff. It is because you would th- and also like you'd think that that they they just kill that first wife off and say, well, yeah. she died, but I love her sister because I see so much of her and her sister, so now I gotta marry her sister. You know what I mean? Like that almost makes sense. Either they weren't thinking, or uh, maybe he was a God fearing man, and that's why he went to the church to. Uh, Try and make it okay for just him to him to get the divorced and uh, without without shade thrown on him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like like you said when you're like that level of power, you feel like you're 
you're kind of untouchable. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that the rules don't apply. So I can see him yeah. definitely. And then, yeah. I'm, it could go both ways. Yeah, and, and, you know, back then, I mean, religion and God was, a, I think, um, more, more standard back then where people were definitely – they do bad things, but like then they would go ask for forgiveness from mm-hmm. the, the priesthood. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But they definitely held a regard uh, to try and not upset God. You know what I mean? So I could see him attempting to get them because it's weird that he's like, even though he know he shouldn't be doing it, and that he's he's trying to sway and probably bribe these the priesthood to, to get a make a loophole for just him. Like uh, I'm sure he felt. In his hearts of hearts, that he was still a he was still a good man or whatever. Uh, not I not think happy. I fucking hope so, man. Yeah, he should <laughs> be. He, I believe he's the one that was cutting off everybody's heads too. Oh, thank God! I think he was one of those dudes. Didn't want to look like a dirtbag for fucking killing his wife. <laughs> well, that's the, the weird thing about those people is like, yeah, they'd kill fifty people, cut fifty people's heads off a day, but like they'd still uh, think they were holy. Name, that was in the name of God, though. Exactly. That's how. That's why religion. Think about that. That's why religion's so dark now. Is that there was so much murder and killing over it, and almost sacrificings and stuff towards it. That that's why it became such a negative. Has so much negative and bad karma around it, and why you have, why the priesthood has got you know the you know pedophilia, which is like one of the darkest things in the world. That's why yes. they're so you know, knuckle deep or balls deep, if you will, in that fucking situation. And it's something they're never going to shake either. They're fucking branded with it from now on. They keep moving them. Uh, If they wanted to, if they wanted to get rid of that brand, they'd have to start actually like punishing the people for it, castrating them, figuring something out. Serious like castration punishments, like old school Testament bullshit. Yeah. But they don't because they're, they're involved. You know, so number nineteen may be the most interesting um, one in the whole list. I know this was yours. You were big on this one. Well, it's personal favorite on it. It's uh, <laughs> it reminds me of uh, SCPs: uh, Secure, Contain, Protect. Uh, little classified tidbits of information just kept aside with some sort of supernatural powers to them. Yeah. Uh, the next one is going to be called the Chronovisor. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, before he died in 1992, Father Pellegrino Ernetti had apparently seen a lot. Rather unusual, the monk claimed to not only caught a glimpse of a Roman senator, Cicero, delivering a speech in 63 BC, but also Jesus, Last Supper, and an ornation uh, by Napoleon. <clears throat> and according to Ernetti, he had witnessed all of these pivotal points in history using a device called the Chronovisor, which apparently allowed him to look past uh, as through he was watching a TV. Whew. Uh, little things like this, uh, anything like that, like um, if you're like into SCPs, like they have... Um, they got a duck if you touch it, like, you'll become cursed for the rest of your life with mm-hmm. bad luck. It's stupid shit like that. Uh, they have a pair of 3D glasses that lets you see another dimension. In this case, it's called a chronovisor, and it's in the fucking Vatican vault. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there, I was reading up on something recently. Uh, there's a chair that people can sit in in a certain religion. Or maybe it was a... Maybe it was like a Mason thing, an Illuminati thing, where they had this chair that they would sit in a chair and it would almost be Matrix-like, where they would kind of 
travel back and forth from inside this chair. Now, with th this one was, uh, you know, this is the one I want to kind of, I want to believe that's true, you know what I mean, that such a thing yeah. exists. Uh, uh, going back to the chair, there's, yeah. uh, there's lots of lore about that in um, a lot of religious aspects, too, because um, I'm taking this from the comic book aspect, uh, okay. but in Constantine, they also have the time chair, and he goes back and looks at different shit through it, through this yeah. chair, and which is pretty much a precise uh, description of what the chronovisor is doing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... But, what do you, what the, do you the think? Next, the next part I'm going to read actually okay. kind of fucking, like, blew my mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ernetti's, uh friend, uh, friend... What is it? Francois? Francois? Yeah, Francois, probably. Francois Brune didn't listen when people tried to discredit the chronovisor either. Instead, he claimed that both Pope Pius Twelfth and Mussolini deemed this device to be a threat to mankind. Now, having somebody like fucking Mussolini deeming that a threat to mankind, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of saying something about something, right? I think that he was afraid that they would tr somebody would travel back and kill him before he did all this bullshit. That's what I think he... That, that's the mankind I think he, he felt was threatened, is that if people could... It's kind of like that, uh, oh man, The Sound of Thunder. Um, it's a movie based off of a book where like people go back in time um, to, to hunt dinosaurs. And they're supposed to, like the, the, the rich are allowed to do it. And you, when you go back in time, you have to stay on a certain track. And, you know, shitty movie, but great story. And um, yeah. these two guys, they get scared, they fall off the track, and one of them steps on a butterfly and kills it. And then, and that's it. yeah, and then when they come back, then when they come back to the future, everything, <laughs> everything starts to change because that yeah. one little thing that changed of that butterfly dying, it, it set off, uh, uh, you know, it set off everything to change. Because because would, that butterfly would, wasn't. Would you say it set off a butterfly effect? Like a butterfly effect, the um, where. You know, and now there's these weird creatures that that live in the world that they live in, and it's all it gets overcome by forest and stuff. And it's almost like because because of this this, this butterfly dying, humanity never never came about, and you know there's no civilization, yeah. and it was all these weird creatures that like uh, eventually own the earth. So like it's kind of like that in a way where maybe it's like if if he was afraid of something like that or just afraid that, you know, he was up to no good and, and Hitler was up to no good. And like, if somebody had that ability to go say, to go back, if we had the ability to go the way that we rewrite our history books and stuff, if we had the ability to actually go back in time and stop things from happening, I think certain people would, and it would have that chain reaction that would change things. You know, if, there's nothing good about the Holocaust, but part, the part of, you know, the Holocaust has kind of molded the world to where it is today. Like, it would definitely be a different world if that never happened. You know what I mean? I could, I could honestly tell you if the Holocaust never happened, I probably would not know that much about the Jewish people. <laughs> it's an interesting take. But yeah, I think that's why... No, that that is like... Like, I normally don't have, like, a whole lot of, like, uh, grip on religion and stuff. The yeah. only reason that I actually read and, and, like, 
read on like uh, Jewish religion to try and figure out like why Nazis hated him so bad. It couldn't have just been because of the religion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you know why they hated yeah, him so bad? That, that's in no way uh, jab at the Jewish people. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. We love everybody here. Except no, for pedophiles. Except Jewish. for pedophile priests. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but, yeah, so I think that's probably why he would want it destroyed. And I don't really, realistically, I don't think it would have been destroyed. Um, being as powerful as that is, I don't think anybody could have... Came. That's almost like God... Give, giving you his hand to sit on and see whatever you wanted to see. I don't think yeah. they, that would ever be destroyed for any... You know, it's kind of like... It's weird, like, when people talk about, you know, the the moon landing and if we really landed on the moon and why they the people will th- the theory, you know, have opinions that we never went to the moon because we can't go back. Like, we haven't gone back to the moon since and supposedly it's because they destroyed everything that we use to get there so and we can't rebuild it it just doesn't make sense you know what i mean yeah like well yeah well, we got new technology yeah. <laughs> let's but, do that yeah but in this situation i don't think that chair would i don't think that chair would ever fucking be destroyed i think that there's certain people that would kill off the majority of humanity to keep that chair around so like you know that corona visor thing yeah um, that, that being the only way that thing would have been destroyed is if it was, there was somebody that infiltrated and it, it, like an accidental building that burnt down either that or like there was some, a wacko or whatever that infiltrated the system and found himself with, uh, uh, however long it took to go in there and destroy that manually. And I'm sure that they destroyed him manually once he did that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I, that that was an interesting one. That was good stuff. By far my favorite. I love shit like that. It's I I want to believe this stuff like that's true so bad because it'd be interesting, you know. You could also say it was a gift from from aliens. You know what I mean? From a from you know there you got the alien aspect. You have interdimensional being aspects of people yeah. that could jump around from future and the past and stuff like that. It's interesting. It's definitely one of those things that uh. Uh, you know, should be looked deeper into. All right. Number 14, one of the final messages penned for Mary Queen of Scots. Despite having once been Scotland's sovereign, Mary Queen of Scots had fallen far by the time she went to, she sent her letter to the Vatican. In 1566, she had married her half-cousin, which I guess wasn't frowned upon back in the day. Henry Stewart, Lord Darnley, Less than a year on the uh, on from the union, however, he lay murdered in the couple's garden. Uh, then, when the widowed queen wed the suspected killer, that uh, you think there's something going on there? Um, Dude, Jeff, hey, start that sentence over and read it like three, <laughs> three times fast. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in fifteen sixty-six, when the widowed queen wed, <laughs> yeah, in fifteen sixty-six, she had married her half cousin Henry Stewart, Lord Darnley. Less than a year from that union, however, he lay murdered in the couple's garden. Then, when the widowed queen wed the suspected killer, so they were together for half a year, he got killed, and then she happened to marry the suspected killer, James Hepburn, fourth of Earl of Bothwell. The public, (laughs) yep, (laughs) the public rose up against the pair, forcing Mary to flee 
England. Flee to England. Uh, yet Mary's cousin, Queen Elizabeth I of England, didn't take too kindly to her visitor. Uh, that was especially true when she found out that Mary had been plotting to kill her in 1586 as she awaited execution. Then the Scottish Queen reached out to the Pope Sixtus V and begged the religious leader to save her life. And as history proves, he did not step in, leaving Mary to die by beheading on February 8th, 18, I mean 1587. Good. Glad he didn't step in. Good job, dude. <laughs> she must not have paid him off well enough, because in certain situations I think they would. That's one of the, it's a po- political thing. I think it comes down to, you know, what are we going to lose by having this person die? And if, do I actually like this person as a person? You know what I mean? I feel like, I, I feel like this was one of the things where, like, the church is like, you know what, you're getting a little too killy, so we're going to let them do what they want with you. Yeah. I, the church probably wanted something she had. I don't think they get too, they don't frown upon getting too killy. I think... Because they they look at it as other people are being too killy. It's not us, so let them it, let them. Be it's kind of like she was shoving it right in the public's face, though. Like she had her husband married, and then she went and married the dude that married him. Yeah. So what if the church was like, no, that doesn't look good. We can't have this type of person ruling. That's true. So, so we're just not going to intervene when they ask for aid or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they let they let it sort itself out. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. No, I, I see what you're saying, too. Fuck yeah. off. She should have fucking paid somebody better. <laughs> it all goes back to birthday presents and birthday cards. You know, People start to get angry if you if they don't get their birthday cards. They feel neglected. Then they I, don't even, I don't even know what my fucking birthday is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next up, number 13. Notes on Galileo's trial. All right. During Galileo Galilei's lifetime, which spanned both 16th and 17th century, most believed that the universe centered around the Earth. Yep, I read that completely wrong. Most people believed that the universe centered around the Earth. The Bible seemed to confirm the theory to those passages starting how the third planet from the sun would never move. But of course, the Italian-born astronomer thought differently. Instead, he suggested the Earth and the rest of the solar system actually orbited around the sun. Galileo's findings ultimately landed him in the dock, where he had to defend his beliefs against those held by the Catholic Church. And while the scientist denied any wrongdoing, he nevertheless ended up on house arrest for the rest of his life, while the court also ruled that his teachings on heliocentrism could no longer be shared. And interestingly, though, the Vatican vaults do not contain notes taken at Galileo's 1633 trial. I got a fucking bum rap. Yeah, I think that that goes with the whole thing of denouncing uh, what the church believes, you know what I mean, and what they think that the Bible claims. You know, yeah, what, 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 this guy had, like, concrete evidence, like, fucking, this shit's doing this, and you guys are saying otherwise, and no. So they fucking literally tried silencing him for the rest of his life. And I want to say he was uh, eventually proven right, correctly, um, uh, you know, way, way past this. But, yeah, it just goes to show you, like, if, if going against the grain, even if you're right, will get you 
Nigga, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. You write a book and wait for someone to find it someday. Don't go forward. Could you imagine that? Like, a church, like, fucking back then, like, nah, stay in your house until we say you can come out. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that you do it. You don't question it. They they, they told us, because they say God told us to tell you this, and people, yeah. you know, they, you know, they've, they've told people that God told them to tell, to tell them to do things, and they've done some wild things, so, like, yeah, it's interesting, the whole thing's interesting, but Galileo's, uh, he had a downfall, because he was highly respected for a little bit, if I remember correctly, and then, absolutely he was, yeah, once you go against that grain, it's, they, they try to shut you down, man, they cut you off, yeah, they say, oh, you, you're abusing your power now, we don't like that, he was, like, two steps away from being called a witch, yeah, he, a witch before witches, and uh, a warlock. He's a demon. <laughs> he's a straight up demon. Yeah, um, he's lucky he wasn't killed right Seriously. off the bat. Yeah. All right. I feel like something that's that's what would have gotten somebody silenced back then, right? I think so. Maybe he was too. Maybe he was too big, and maybe he did have the favor of the public, and it was a little more difficult to. The, the science, uh, the science field there, they definitely yeah. had that. Not saying that there was a lot of it back then, but the few scientists that were around, yeah, was <laughs> And they, um, they were. They, I'm sure that you know, science and religions always kind of battled off. So like, they almost they had their own little group that, you know, would defend them and stuff. But yeah, with him being such a high case, like if he was just some. If he was just some peasant that was saying this stuff, I'm sure they'd just kill him off. Yeah. Number 12. Alien skulls. Catholics don't seem to have a strong opinions about the idea that life exists on planets. In fact, many accept the notion as they believe that God has already shown himself to be endlessly creative. And perhaps that ingenuity wasn't saved solely for Earth either. Furthermore, the Vatican vaults may have some further proof that the universe does indeed include aliens. Yes, some claim the Catholic Church has hidden the skulls of otherworldly creatures, and naturally that type of evidence of extraterrestrial life would probably be more explosive than, say, a UFO sighting. I feel, uh, yeah, the whole UFO thing and the alien agenda and the alien, the, the, the speaks of alien, um, goes against the church as well because they're not really in the Bible, but they are kind of, if you really look, they're in, the aliens are in the Bible. You just have to kind of, you got to kind of decipher it a little bit and you get all those old paintings and stuff with spaceships. Mm -hmm. In, mm -hmm. in the paintings and all that stuff. So, like, um, them having alien skulls, I could see that, you know. Um, they, like, having a nice little shrine. Mm, I want a shrine of skulls. They would they would call it research. They would say, we have them to investigate. You know what I mean? I get, would call it my shrine of skulls. You, you, got, you got a shrine of skulls over there. I, I don't know. Like, aliens... I'd like to believe it, mm -hmm. but, you know, 
I don't know. I believe in ghosts more than aliens. Is that weird? No, that's cool. Um, the thing with the aliens, so many different things you can do with the aliens. You can do you you can have the theory that aliens are really like demons. You know, it's just an energy. There, there's um, like an interdimensional thing, um, where like I don't know if they're these these gray creatures that just kind of travel around space. You know, but you hear so much. You hear good stories. You hear bad stories. The whole alien aspect is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I big X Files fan. Love that show. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. Um. You know, I, like uh, Mike Calvin, a guy who shot DJ Stan the Man, whenever we'd talk about aliens, he was big into space and NASA and all that. Um, I don't think he was a Nazi, though, but he was, um, his whole thing with, with aliens is he said, I think aliens are already here. He's like, I think it's, you know, in pud- you know, in, in puddles, there's all these organisms that we have no idea what they are, just like bacteria and stuff like that. He thinks that that's what aliens are. Which is interesting, you know, and who who's to say? And you know, you look at there's certain species that are so different from different from humans. You know, you got like animals, reptiles, fish. You know, mm-hmm. we, we only know so much ma- so much of 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 underwater things. You know, we only know like thirty percent of the ocean, um, and and the ocean, the deep dark ocean, is ju- is just like space, kind of dark. It's dark, cold. You can't breathe in it, um, and it has a whole different world down there. So, who who's to say that something hasn't landed and adapted um, to you know adapt yeah, to whatever the underwater life yeah, before un- us underwater life or yeah you know uh, these insects like where's where do insects come from you know what I mean like they're 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 so different than like humans but they're like a living species and they yeah, have multiple they're a part of the ecosystem yeah and there's multiple types you know what i mean who's to say these things aren't alien i mean they're alien to us but like who's to say they're not legitimate aliens i don't really yeah, quite, yeah. i don't know if i believe in the grays like i don't know if i believe in gray aliens if with the gray alien i think it's you know there's also theories of it being you know Human, like human, like when people get abducted, that it be, it could be human, you know, it could mm-hmm. be just our, you know, military ships, them investigating on people, but needing an excuse so they're not just snatching people up. There's there's theories of of people for, like humans from the future, and they come back, yeah, um, yeah, and they they use like the space bodies are just kind of like bodies that don't get destroyed by time travel, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. There's a whole lot of weird weird aspects that can play into it. I like it to, until it gets to the point where I can't follow it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's kind of like a thin line. Once, once you start springing off to, like, into too much, like, stuff, that's when I'll just be like, ah, fuck aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's endless. I mean, it really is endless. You could, There's so many different directions you could go with it. Yeah. You know? But going back to the underwater stuff, yeah. you absolutely have seen the abyss. Oh yeah, yes, that is like my, my favorite underwater movie. Yeah, it's a great flick. Michael Bane, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, you know, I should throw that on again. I haven't watched that in a while. That's a fun, that's a good flick, dude. James Cameron. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, very that could very well be alien life. That's what that could be reality. You know what I mean? That that could yeah. be. It's still fucking. It's just as well, not as vast as fucking space, but it's just as unexplored. I agree, and it's right under us. You know, who's yeah, to say, it's been here the whole time. Who's to say that you know there isn't there the aircrafts? These aircrafts that people see. Who's to say that they're not actually underwater? You know what I mean? Chilling in the d- deep depths of the ocean. All right, number eleven. Well. Um, how about a letter informing the Pope of a Swedish queen's conversation? Conversion. The headline. The headline didn't grip me on this one. Conversion. <laughs> was very, yeah. Was very employed to read the whole article. It's uh, a letter informing the Pope of a Swedish the, a Swedish queen's conversion. I think the the, the Swedish yeah, queen was trying. To... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it said conversation. <laughs> Trying to convert the people. I, I, think. I was like, I'm skipping this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that dude looks like a weirdo. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Queen Christina reigned over Sweden from uh, 1632 until 1654, and and her departure from the throne occurred for a number of reasons. Well, one thing, her over-the-top spending nearly brought the country to financial ruin. It's recorded, too, that Christina also decided to abdicate after choosing to drop her Lutheran faith and become a Catholic. What does abdicate mean? Advocate means support, I believe. Like advocate violence, support. No, 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 uh, with a B. Oh, as in um, oh, vaticate? Oh, A B D I C A T E. Um, it recorded to that he also decided to advocate after choosing to drop her Lutheran faith. Maybe switch up. Switch it know. up after choosing to drop her Lutheran faith. <laughs> <laughs> then, after accepting that she would leave her royal duties behind, Christina revealed this outcome in a letter to the Pope himself. Subsequently. The formal monarch moved from Sweden to Rome, and, they sh- and she remains one of very few women to be buried at St. Peter's Balsia in Vatican City. The message she sent to the Pope, meanwhile, is still in the Vatican vaults nearly 400 years later. I don't care about this either way. It yeah. could have been a conversation. We're going to pass it. We're going to pass it. could have been an email. Way. Yeah. I know they got the technology that the coronavirus, they, they should have uh, the email system. <laughs> Yeah, that one was kind of lame. We're going to pass over that one. Number 10, a letter from the Dalai Lama requesting protection from, from missionaries in Tibet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that, one, that one was like, what? Yeah, the 7th uh, Dalai Lama, well, it sounds already what it is, is uh, it's, 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 it's hidden because they don't want people to know that uh, Dalai Lama reached out for help and he, they didn't want to help yeah. him. The peaceful man's worried for his life. Exactly. The um, yeah, I mean that one's a that. I think that could be all summed up realistically with them just not wanting to look like bad folks, not not helping them. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know what the the Dalai Lama's religion is. I don't think it's Catholic. I don't think it's a. I don't think he's a Catholic dude. I think he's. Yeah, a, I, I'm with you on that one. I'm not 100 percent sure on what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's not Catholic. Is he Buddhist? Maybe. That's what I'm leaning towards since it's like Tibet. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the deal, and they uh, they probably didn't want to get down. You know, it's like 
the, the Red Sox and the Yankees. <laughs> They're not going to yeah. help them out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Right, what do we you got want the, uh, number nine? Oh, money. This is Illuminati. Ooh, records of what the Illuminati will do next. What? What's your uh, thoughts of uh, just before we start uh, the Illuminati now? I, and uh, I believe, do you think they're still around? Yeah, I don't. I think they they're operating under a different name. I feel like once you once you once the a society was allowed to know the phrase Illuminati, I think it, it it's formed into something else. But I think. I yeah, I think it moved on to anonymous. Yeah, it's um. Well, the anonymous isn't that supposed to be a good? Aren't they supposed to be good? Uh, Illuminati's all bad. Illuminati's kind of like um, Bilderberg Group and the, the elite and the people that kind of run the earth for their own, run the world for their own wicked ways, and you know they'll always be that. You know, like the banks, the people that own the banks, the banks on a government thing, but they're they're they they run the world because they control everybody's money, and everybody needs to go to them, even even governments and stuff, when they need to borrow money. Um, I feel I feel like that's what the scary thing about anonymous, like what yeah. the anonymous people can do. Like seriously, they could shut down banks in two seconds if they had to. They could shut down banks. They've hacked into pentagons, hmm. shit like that. Everything can be shut down. Yeah. And I feel like they, honestly, I feel like a lot of Illuminati, they definitely take reference from the Illuminati. Well, yeah, the Illuminati, Illuminati is a weird thing. You know, they, they say it's a like a 33 degree Mason. It's like the Mason, um, I don't even know if you call that a religion or if that's just kind of like a movement or a club. But It's, uh, a, it's, it's a club. Yeah. I, I was actually a Mason for maybe a year. Really? How'd that go? Yeah. Well, you, you had to go pay dues, and then you sit and talk about, like, wood and buildings and stuff. Like, Interesting. I I didn't really want to move up in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they say it's it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of kind of, you know, Boy Scouts of America type stuff until you get to the higher degrees where, like, actual yeah. things are going yeah. down. So I, I wasn't, like, full-fledged on having a sausage fest with a bunch of fucking drunks every week. <laughs> It's interesting, though. Uh, I'd love to get, like, a, a Mason on, on the show and discuss the whole deal with it. Because it's got a lot of weird, weird, like, little tie-ins and stuff like that. You, you know, there's there's elements of satanic stuff and Illuminati stuff. And, it's and, all, yeah, yeah, it's very culty. It's very all culty, very culty. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, and they run the war. They design the money. You know, they kind of run a lot of things. But, uh, yeah, I think that there's still definitely, I don't know if they, they, I don't think they'd call themselves the Illuminati anymore. The Illuminati's been around, the name has been around for a long time, the group or the party. And, oh, no. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely, I think there'll always be somebody out there in those shoes that are the po- super powerful elite that kind of run everything, um, you know, like Bilderberg Group. Are you familiar with the Bilderberg Group? They're, like, some of the richest and most powerful people in the world, and they... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they gather, and, you know, they have meetings on how they think the world should go, and then they influence, uh, use their mm-hmm. in, influence mm-hmm. to kind of guide it into where they want it to go. You know, the, the people that... They pick Ice Cube up off the streets because he's homeless, and then they tell him to go run out into a field 
And if he survives, they'll give him one million dollars. Exactly, Rutger Hauer, and um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So like, I definitely believe in there being something like that for sure. Um, records of as far as them having records of what they'll do next. Yeah. No fucking right. Well, I think they might just because I feel like the church, the Catholic Church, is part of the Illuminati, I feel. So, like, I feel like they would, or representatives of them would go to these meetings. They would be in the know. Uh, the, the, the the Catholic Church has so much pull and so much money that they are right up there with, you know. I think that even the, I think that they, they're looked down on because of, you know, the fact that they prey on people's faith and the fact that, you know, pedophilia is so big. You know, uh, you know, there's and there's groups that say that the Illuminati people are all into pedophilia themselves and eating the hearts and adrenal glands out of kids and shit like that. But um, how is bro? I think it's a business. I think it's there. There's a lot of corrupt, fucked, fucked up people in it. But for the majority of it, it's run like a business. And there's people that are somewhat probably normal. And then there you have the darker the darker people that are, you know, feed into like that, ooh, I'm evil, I love being evil, you know what I mean? And, and, and they that's, do... like, that's me to a T. Yeah. What, love and evil or the, the, the opinion? Uh, being evil. Oh, well, what can you do? Hey. <laughs> what can you do? Hey, society made me this way. It's true. That's what they, that's what they do. You're... Sorry for interrupting. No, it's all good in the hood. I'm 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 just I'm I'm breezing through to see what Yeah, so yeah, to to finish that one off, I'd say yeah, I think that they definitely kind of they're in the mix of knowing what's up because they're so pow- they're so powerful and they they can got their their inf- they have heavy influence and I think that's a big part of the Illuminati the Illuminati as well as money and power. I think influence is huge. You know, mm. Illuminati like the Illuminati people they own they own these media outlets like the news and stuff. So like they're, they're yeah. telling you, they're telling you how to fail through this news that they want to give you, whether it be real or fake. COVID-19 is something that the Illuminati would have their hand in. You know what I mean? That, that shit don't just yeah. pop off without them checking the paper well, saying, you, okay. Honestly, yeah. Like going back, it's hard to find like, recovery percentages right now. Yeah. I mean, you, you can Google them, but you're not hearing about them, you know what? Yeah. You're hearing about the sick and what not to do and how to do this. You're not hearing about the people recovering. Yeah. And what to do if you become ill. Yeah, and a lot of people I hear that they're just dying. You know, a lot of them have previous health conditions, which doesn't make it sadder that they've di- any less sadder that they've died. Um, but I think a lot of people that are just dying from previous things, they're tacking on. Uh, COVID nineteen yeah. death. Yeah, it's weird. Well, that we'll jump back into a you know in a couple weeks or whatever when things are a little more, you know, deciphered. We'll get into. We'll do another nice COVID nineteen episode. I know that I have somebody on that got tested. They're gonna run us through the whole, the whole the testing the procedures. Testing they, she started to tell me about it. It was pretty wild. Really? Yeah. Uh, huh. Save it, save it, save it. Save it, yeah, we'll save it up. She'll tell it better. Um, number eight, the chin in parchment. Uh, mm, from from 
Yeah, from 1119, we're really going back now. 1119 until 1312, the Knights Templar served as the Catholic Church's military order. Um, there you go. We talked a little bit about that, I think, before. But although the Templars spent much of their existence in public favor, they finally oh. lost support <laughs> following their participation in the Crusades. It hadn't helped, you see, that the Church had failed to hold on to some of the Holy Land. And the things only went from bad to worse when the Templars, for the Templars, when Francis King Philip uh, the Fourth began arresting members and burning them at the stake. Yeah, that's never a good look. Pope Clement V <laughs> therefore responded to the king's pressure and disabled the order. This period of history is documented too uh, by the Chinon parchment, which chronicles the trials against the Templars on charges such as heresy and blasphemous behavior during the Crusades. Interestingly, though, the paper was only rediscovered in 2001 as it had been hidden in a box along with more nondescript documents in the Vatican Apostolic Archive. They found it in a, a Nike... I fucked it. I know exactly who found that, too. It was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it was in a Nike shoebox? <laughs> yeah. It was a Nike shoe. It was a national treasure, baby. There you go. See, they, they, that's that's who the people that would protect the, the Catholics, military, church, the Knights Templar. Those are the people that would roll out and uh, make people yeah. shut their mouth, and you know, it's the uh, it's the Catholic version of the Gestapo. Pretty much, yep. They'd go send him to the boss, like you said. Send him. Uh, he's got a meeting with the boss. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> we'll cruise through some of these because uh, we'll make it. We're making for a very long episode. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, which ones do you want to read? This next one, I don't care for. Well, I'll, we'll just briefly skim over. Like, the doctrine confirming uh, that Mary immaculately conceived Jesus. That's All kind right, of I'll, interesting I'll read this a little one bit. On. All, right, yeah. All right. The doctrine confirming that Mary, that Mary immaculately conceived Jesus immaculately. Mm -hmm. And uh, doing that again. The doctrine confirming that Mary immaculately conceived Jesus. In the Christian faith, original sin is said to stem from Adam and Eve and their decisions to eat the garden of Eden's forbidden fruit. And according to the Catholic Church, that choice has had a ripple effect. Now humankind has a propensity for sinning. Mm -hmm. It states that one woman stands alone without original sin, the Virgin Mary. What a whore. Hey. And while Catholics have long believed in the Immaculate Conception, it wasn't until 1854 that Pope Pius IX penned the Papal which remains protected within the Vatican vaults, confirming the teaching owing, it, owing to this decree, then Catholics celebrate what's known as Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception on December 8th each year. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't. I think I don't. I think they're doing. Um, I think they're trying to say that proof. The somebody saying that she that she didn't that it was an immaculate conception was being held off. What she had a C-section. Uh, either that, or I think that that there was. Uh, it's very. It's, a, it's quite a touchy subject, <laughs> but um, I think it's a. Uh, why, why? I don't know. I I'm, I mean, there's no disrespect. I just don't understand. I think that what they're going for is that, um, like, she was uh, she was impregnated, and that 
her maybe from someone that wasn't her husband or something. And then, oh, so I was, right, I was right to call her a whore. She, she was cheating around, and <laughs> she was uh, once, you know, that it was an excuse or something. I think that's what they're going for. Um, I could definitely, I could definitely see them hiding that. Like if they had proof of that being true, I could definitely see that being hidden because that blows everything out of the water. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, that, and that's what they're really trying to do is, I think, protect their story. Um, the, no, I, yeah, no, I can definitely see that. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Number six, religious documents dare to the Essenes. Ancient Who's philosophers? Essenes? I, I have no idea who they are. Ancient, Let's find out. I think they're ancient philosophers. Ancient I philo- think a mythical sect of the Jewish faith with members who lived in their own community, separate from their society. You might have that right. Um, the ancient philosophers made record of the Essenes, the mystical sect of the Jewish faith with members who lived in their own community, Severed from society, so you had that right on. Almost like you read it right out of here. Um, the, the, now it came to me. I'm a prophet. <laughs> the, the Bible's New Testament makes no mention of the group. However, and this has led to, uh, some to believe that the Essenes actually wrote the religious text. Indeed, Ooh. many of their beliefs actually align with the reported actions of Jesus himself. Um, which is why they would probably hide it, because they, it, again, it goes... I think a lot of the things go against their story. That's why they're hiding everything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they emphasize charity and goodwill as the importance of baptism. So right there, the church doesn't like to really do charity or really, nope. or goodwill. So they don't want people thinking that that's a necessity. Um, then, while sifting through the Vatican vaults in 1923, Bishop Edmund Bordeaux Zeskli discover an ancient document written in Aramaic. Written in Aramaic. Aramaic! This finds subsequently led him to the claim that he he had his hands on the tenets of the essence. That said, no one else has reported such evidence within the vaults. In fact, there's not even a record of uh, Suzakili's visit to the location and altogether, the manuscript existence is far from confirmed. So, yeah, that's just a, a situation of them not wanting anybody kind of tampering with their story. Yeah. Once, yeah. yeah once they, it's like a thread. Like once somebody pulls, once somebody pulls a little bit out of their story that you know, and it starts to pull, it unravels the whole thing. Number five. What do we got here? Number five, a work-related complaint from Michelangelo. Weird. Hmm. All right, Michelangelo D. Lodovico, born another... Fucking uh, Michelangelo's artistic influence was so monumental that he only needs to go by one name, Michelangelo. Indeed, he painted and sculpted in ways that forever changed the creation of Western art. And as a consequence, many considered Michelangelo to be the greatest artist of all time, as well as a shining example of a Renaissance man, or someone who's extremely talented in multiple areas. Among such of Michelangelo's famous works, of course, are his paintings of the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, which sits at the borders of the Vatican City, and perhaps as a result of the commission, the artist seemed to have inside information about the 
the conditions in the city-state. He therefore wrote a letter to the Pope to inform him that the Vatican's on-site guards were about to walk off the job and haven't received their paychecks in three months. And even today, that message remains in the church's vault. Yeah, that's all back to them just not wanting to look bad, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, any company now that they would, you know, they don't want anybody to know their business about how they don't treat their people correctly. Yeah, yeah. Especially like a religious one where they 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 vow to be so holy, they don't want people to know that they're they're snaking their own employees behind the scenes. Yeah, it's any corporation, though. yeah. Number four, potential details about Jesus' bloodline. It may seem as though the Catholic Church knows every detail about Jesus' life, but not entirely the case. For instance, there's no record of what Christ did from his childhood up until his early 30s. I believe till 33 when he died, which is always a weird thing in the Bible is that it jumps that far. Um, the most important person in the Bible you think there would be you think they would have that middle stuff, you know? Yeah. When he became more of a prominent religious figure. As such, then, some people believe that Jesus had a family of his own before his eventual crucifixion. If Jesus had children, moreover, then his bloodline still may be traceable today. A number of individuals even believe that the Vatican vaults have more specific details of Christ's family, life hidden away. And as much information would be explosive for the church, it makes sense that it would be locked in the vaults if indeed it actually exists, of course. Yeah, I mean... It's just going along with the trend of them burying shit on top of more shit. Yeah, I mean, if realistically there would be a bloodline, there would be some type of bloodline still going today. Um... And I've always been interested in the fact that there's that big of a gap in between, you know. It makes you a lot of people that find religion and stuff like that usually go through like a dark in between. And I wonder if that's why it's not in there. Maybe, you know, people have joked before about maybe he was a rebellious teen and stuff like that, you know, joking around. But like, you never know. Like, they're there. He could have found it. He's like, what if I don't want to be the son of God? Exactly, you know what I mean? And then he figured out... Jesus. You know, that's that's some weird, weird elements. Uh, That'd be cool to to dive into in an episode. I mean, we could go on forever, but we're trying not to go on forever. (laughs) We'd go on forever. Yeah, but we'll we'll do an episode on that, because that's an interest. That whole thing's pretty interesting. Um, Like I said, the most famous person in the Bible, and they, they skip... They skip from childhood to like thirty three. Yeah, I think they from like a ten, from like ten or eleven or something like that. I think the thirty three, um, and they cut out all that middle stuff. It's you know, I'm very interested to. It goes into the whole thing where people say that different books have been plucked out of the Bible, and um, mm-hmm. it's very possible those are the books that would be plucked out. You know, and maybe those pay, maybe those books are in the Vatican vault. Maybe they're number number 21, maybe. Um, Number three, letters from Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis asking for the Pope to take a Civil War side. Uh, All right. 
in April 1861, the Civil War broke out in the United States, and as history shows, the conflict began mostly because of ge a ge geographical disagreement about slavery. While the country's northern contingent was against the practice, the South wanted to continue it. At the time, Abraham Lincoln led the Union, in which it's uh, what the fuck? Abolitionist aims. Abolitionist, yeah. Abolitionist. Well, Jefferson Davis uh, served as the com uh, Confederacy's commander-in-chief. As it turns out, though, both Lincoln and Davis wanted outside reassurance that they were doing the right thing. Consequently, both civil war leaders wrote Pope Pius IX requesting that he announce which side was in the right, the north or the south, and and a response of sorts came through the fact that the Pope never ultimately provided support to the Confederacy. Instead, he pushed emancipation alongside the Union. Oh, I did not know that. Hmm. Uh, if, if any of them sent the Pope a birthday card, they would have got a response back, I feel. the um, I, Abraham Lincoln really was a tall guy, huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's one of those things where they, he didn't want to, he didn't want to come in between. I almost wonder if it's he, if if uh, the church supports slavery. You know well, I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's no doubt in my mind they absolutely do. But they don't want to be upfront about it. Yeah. yeah. It, bad publicity. That's what it is. Bad PR. The TMZ of the day. They don't want them to get a hold of that. Well, yeah. Think about it, right? You can push along Lincoln, who's trying to do away with slaves, but if the fucking church was like, no, nah, we like slaves, they'd probably have, it'd be probably a lot different outcome today. It's true. That is true. Number two. Proof that Jesus wasn't crucified. Woo! That would be a bombshell. Yeah, well, let's explain all these stigmatas I can get. Yeah. <laughs> The crucifixion of Jesus stands as one of the most essential parts of the Bible. I've been crucified, and this motherfucker was never crucified? Whoo! I know. That's tough. That'd be a tough one. That'd be, that, would... That'd be, that would be <laughs> demonic forces. Uh, therefore, the Catholic faith, indeed, Christ's death on the cross is seen to exemplify some of the religion's most central tenets, which it is, or does, such an, an, an atonement and salvation astonishingly, though, some believe that Jesus didn't actually die in this manner, and that the Vatican has hidden the proof in its vaults. Archaeologist Michael Bajan, for one, believe that Jesus and Pontius Pilate both faked the crucifixion. Killing the prophet wasn't in Pilate's best interest. You see, as Jesus encouraged his followers to pay their taxes, interesting, uh, instead, Bajan claimed that the governor helped simulate Christ's death using a mixture of drugs then removed his body from the tomb. The archaeologists felt that the documentation of this plot existed uh, too, meaning it could be hidden in the Vatican vaults. That's like uh, some crazy stuff right there. I've never even heard this. Um, yeah, that's fucking that's, insane. That is kind of insane. To say, you know, to say it was all faked, and I didn't even know that Jesus encouraged his followers to pay their taxes, supposedly, like, I always took Jesus for a dude that would be against the IRS, in my opinion, um, and paying to live, um, if he was, if he, if he, 
that kind of go if if that's true that kind of goes with the corruption of why they're so you know why these churches are so greedy and um, mm. money hungry um a mixture using a mixture of drugs so, so he took a drug like, that made like, him look the drugs dead. you get back then this kind of fucking just out him right away you don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then you it's like it's like the, like a bit like the bad Batman TV show back in the day, or would like did take the they'd take the weird, take a drug and then they they appear to be dead and then they yeah. wake up later. Um, this one seems it, a little far fetched. Very that. deep sleeping pill. Exactly the first ever melatonin. Yeah, but yeah, that one did that. Yeah, with, yeah, with this mixture of drugs and stuff, for for them to have something so powerful that it puts you makes you look dead. Um, I almost feel like that drug would probably kill you in real life. There's, yeah, there's no fucking way you're going to have the appropriate amount of testing for back then. This guy's just like, fucking, we don't even have a syringe. Just cut him and then dump this yeah. in his wound. No kidding. <laughs> it was an archaeologist who, as well. So the archaeologists are kind of, uh, are people that, you know, I, I they're, they're like... I feel like they're more likely to uh, just be trying to find an excuse to say that it's yeah. not real and make some money off of it. Um, but that was definitely a weird one, for sure. Uh, another one that if that was true, which I don't think it was, they would definitely want that hidden, for sure. Yeah. That would never see the light of day. Yeah. All right, number one. Is the Pope's you? letter that gave the green light for the Fourth Crusade. The Fourth Crusade kicked off in 1202 when Christians from the West decided to move on Jerusalem. They couldn't tackle the Muslim-ruled uh, holy city right away, though. First, it was necessary to dismantle the Egyptian uh, sultans. How does that sound? As it was the most powerful Islamic empire at the time. Yet the effort did not go originally as anticipated, and the Crusaders ended up taking down Greek-held Constantinople instead. Back in 1198, however, the Pope Innocent III had issues had issued the Papal Bull for the Fourth Crusade, calling for an offensive that would recapture the Holy Land from its Muslim leaders. Then, when the plan had ultimately gone off the rails, the Pope condemned the operation as a work of hell, as the siege of Constantinople had been so violent. His original letter allowing the cru Crusade Crusade remains in the vault, though. You see, that makes more sense. Like, I, I believe that to be true. Like the last, yeah. the last couple yeah. ones. Yeah, I fucked up. Blame the devil. Yeah, the last couple before this were way more far fetched. I felt that were more of a. If the secret got out, it would be mine. It would like be earth shattering. Yeah. Um, yeah, this I I can see is definitely being true because they're not going to want to. They're not going to want to be linked to uh, all this murder and such. <clears throat> but, yeah, see, so it just goes to show how deep they were in war, how deep they were enthralled in all this war and killing. They were right there at the heart still of are. Yeah, yeah, still still are. Fucking grubby little fucking hands and everything. They still are. So, I mean, yeah, that's our list. And I think, uh, like we talked about, I think it was the majority of just the things that they didn't want coming out because either it it questioned their story in the Bible and things that happened in the Bible, 
or it was things that they probably did on the low that there was proof of them doing so they don't want people see- seeing and, and knowing kind of the truth. Yeah, they seem like they're uh, always covering something up. Yeah. <laughs> I believe all the cover-ups. I believe everything that we talked about today that was talking about them not wanting people to see it because it made them look bad. I believe that those things are in there. Um, Some gigantic, like, I don't know, like some of those big religious things, I think somebody could have, some of the stuff that would really, you know, rattle the world, I think would, I don't know. I it was, would crumble an, an entire religion if, if these came out. Probably the biggest religion, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I don't well, know, man. Not looking at that, and then it's like, oh, shit. Well, if one of these is true, then it's going to be fucking, what's wrong with this one? And then people will stop picking and prodding and everything a little bit hotter, I feel like. You know what I mean? It's the Weezer uh, un, Undone the Sweater song, but actually, yeah. but in religion. And you pull that little thread, and eventually... Starts off as a thread. Next thing you know, you don't get a sweater, man. It's cold out. In naked, bare-ass coat. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that, especially the poor kids. Yeah. But poor kids. Poor kids, man. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't put anything past the the Catholic Church. Um, they're either out to protect them, even, even you know, hiding the religious things. But some of those religious things in the, the coronavirus, those things are too... I think they're too earth shattering. Um, that that's yeah, like that that I don't think that if they had evidence of like like that stuff about Jesus, like that stuff would be destroyed. That wouldn't just be oh we're saving this for a rainy day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because that would never be released. So like they would never, yeah. yeah, that they would, would it would shut shit down. Yeah, that would be destroyed. I feel that'd be burnt up or whatever, unless. It was being held on you for some evil plot, um, but I wouldn't put evil plots past the the Vatican as well. So like, you know, yeah. who the hell knows? But yeah, yeah, man, that was a that was our longest ass episode so far, and this was supposed to be a nice fluff piece. Hey, fuck be that. A fluffy, fluffy, fluffy fluff. When shit gets rolling, it's okay. It's, it's all good. good. It's all good in the hood. But yeah. So, we'll, we'll uh, wrap it up here. We hope everybody's safe, safe and sound, and, you know, trying to enjoy their quarantine time. Well, I hope uh, you're safe and sound if you're actually doing what you're supposed to do. If you're out there being a fucking dickhead, yeah, you deserve to get what you get. There you go. There you go. I think when we return our next episode, we'll have a guest on talking about um, the COVID-19 test and all the madness <laughs> that was involved with that and the different elements of, uh, you know, certain people had to wait like five days to find out while other people were finding out before they even left the hospital. Um, was there uh, money of any sort I, of That's what that? I think it was. I think it was a money thing. I think it was, uh, she, she was telling me a story about how they were, they had something set up over, she's from Rhode Island over by the casino. And I guess they were telling people within 15 minutes whether they had it, where she had to go home and, wait three to five days and i knew somebody else that had to wait three to five days too so it'll be interesting to kind of to to figure it out to, to get the scoop from her and uh get see what's going but yeah i think after that we'll probably kind of we'll dip into some other things we don't want to get covid 19 out it's bad enough we're living in it and gonna face it every day anyways we'll 
we'll try and give uh, give the folks some more interesting conspiracy truth type uh, theories out there and keep their minds rejuvenized and, and their their mind muscle fully flexed and uh, you know yeah make sure you guys focus on my fucking voice there you go well we got we got the hook up now so Sean's voice is coming in loud and clear. Coming in loud and clear. Do you hear me? Am I coming in? The beautiful songbird that I am. We're going to start mixing musical acts into the show where Sean is going to break into song. Very nice. Yeah, just, you know, once. Not this episode. He's going to sing the theme song. I've I've been getting a lot of good reviews. People really like the theme song. Yeah. Well, that was very good. And that was so good with that, I'm going to retire the show for the evening. I got to go face COVID-19 at the grocery store. Wish me luck. Good luck. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Tell the family I said hey. And uh, A trove of documents containing allegations and admissions of sexual abuse was kept locked up in what the church calls its secret archives, with the only key in the bishop's hands. The cover-up made it impossible to achieve justice for the victims. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro laid out a pattern of consistent decades-long cover-up across the six dioceses. The files contain strategies that were practically a playbook for concealing the truth. Among the tactics for church record keeping, use euphemisms, never say rape, say inappropriate contact or boundary issues. Even if a priest is raping children, keep providing housing and living expenses. Above all, don't tell the police. Handle it like a personnel matter in-house. As church officials protected predator priests, careers continued to rise. Many have been promoted. Bishop Whirl is now Cardinal Whirl. Washington, D.C. Archbishop Cardinal Donald Whirl presided over 32 accused priests during his 18 years at the Pittsburgh Diocese. He sat down with us the night before the report's release. During my tenure, we acted very appropriately uh, with uh, many times removal from ministry totally and completely. But according to the grand jury, in 1991, Worrell reassigned an accused priest, Ernest Payone, to the Reno Diocese. In 1995, he returned George Zerwas, a member of a pedophile ring, to ministry. Victims filed a lawsuit against you and a few others, saying you were conspiring to cover up the abuse. Any truth to that during your time in Pennsylvania? I would have to say that's, that's just totally, totally false.